0: Hey there, John Morris here, JohnMorrisOnline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Before I dive into this episode, first off, I just wanted to say thanks for all the comments on the last episode. I got a lot of really good feedback and, and comments, and so I really enjoyed going through some of those. So appreciate that. If y'all want to keep doing that, I'm more than uh, <laughs> open to that. So that was kind of fun. Uh, you also notice if you're watching on YouTube back here, you see that blue tape right there. So that's some painter's tape. I'm kind of going through and we put a bunch of trim on and now I got to go through and fill in all the cracks with caulking and then paint it and so forth. So I'm kind of doing some detail work uh, right now. But I'm going to talk about some project management lessons from building a tiny house. But that's actually just sort of one off the cuff here is That detail work, you know, when you're building a house, you have all these really big things that you got to do like a house or like a walls and the roof and all these things on the lofts and et cetera, et cetera. And when you get some of that stuff done and you get down to the detail work, you can sort of be like, oh, man, I've made it through all the big stuff. But a lot of times this detail work can take just as long and be just as sort of daunting as some of the bigger stuff. So that's sort of a lesson even I think that's even true with building websites and so forth and and when you get down to that detail work it can be just as as cumbersome. So anyway, what I really wanted to talk about today though is if you want the sort of the TLDR of this it it is do easy things when they're easy. And this is a big lesson that I've sort of got from from building this house. I've kind of dealt with this over the years with with web development, freelancing, and so forth, but really have learned this with building the house and has actually changed the way I approach a lot of things uh, when it comes to how I'm doing my web development now and freelancing and so forth and and courses, et cetera. So let me just sort of go through this. I, I, you know, I've always been sort of the I'll figure it out type, which drives my wife absolutely nuts because she's a lot more of a planner. She likes to know the how, the when, the where, the why, uh, you know, every single little detail. That's just sort of how she is. And so we've always kind of had this uh kind of creative tension when it comes to that because me I'm usually I I usually just sort of wing things. And I think a lot of developers are this way and I think it goes back to the smart thing that I talked about yesterday because you know you know that you will figure out whatever it is that it that you're talking about. You know that you'll figure it out because you are smart. So when you think about it and and you deal with someone who wants to plan every little, every uh, little detail, you just kind of like, "Eh, I'll figure it out when I get there. Now, of course, I've had plenty of moments in my career where uh, the, I've been slowly cured of this. And the bro- the project for Michael Hyatt was a big one, right? I I've talked about the responsive stuff with that a little bit, but I was just going to figure out the responsive stuff later. I was we were under a really big time crunch, and I was just trying to get the site done. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to the responsive stuff later. And then people started joining the site and they were on their phones and their tablets and they started complaining almost immediately as soon as we opened the doors. And like all the eyeballs from his team sort of turned to me. And and that wasn't a really fun experience. And so that I learned a lesson in terms of pre-planning and and figuring out priorities and so forth. But a recent one, and I would think uh, I'm going to say a definitive one, because this was a, a really hard one. It was this house. So we had to, you know, you have to trench in the electric and the water lines. And there's a pole that's about 150 feet from here. And then there's a water meter right next to it. So we kind of got lucky in the sense that the, the electric line and the, the water meter are right next to each other. they 150 feet really isn't that far. So it wasn't too bad of a situation. But the problem was, is that we didn't actually trench that and figure that all out until about halfway through the project because, you know, it was, we had a a bunch to do and we're like, oh, we'll figure that out later. And we weren't sure where we were going to put the bathroom and that's where the water was going to come in. And so there are a lot of reasons why we didn't do it right off the bat. So by the time we did do it, the, the house was half built. And we couldn't run the trencher, of course, underneath the house, right? The trencher wasn't going to fit under there. And we needed to trench underneath the house to run the lines to the part of the house where they could could come up. So that little part it was about a 10-foot section from the edge of the house, as far as we could run the trencher, to underneath the house to where we needed to run everything up. Uh, we had to dig by hand. And I don't know if you have ever dug a two-foot deep trench into the rock that is Missouri ground in the middle of winter, but if you want a test of your manhood, that's a really good way to do it. So it took us about as long to dig that 10-foot section as it did for us by hand, as it did for us to dig the rest of the 150-foot section with the trencher. So had we planned better and had we made some decisions earlier that 10-foot stretch of trench would have been easy. This was an easy thing that we made hard because we didn't properly plan and and think ahead. So since then, I've kind of been on this, how can we make it easy kick? Everything we do, I I sort of stop every, uh, every time and I'm like, okay, let's stop and think, is there anything we can do to make this easier on ourselves. So another good example is the sheeting that we have on the inside of the roof here. So, the design that my wife and I were kind of going for is again, if you're on YouTube, you can see the ship lap behind us. We wanted that sort of nice, clean, white, uh, modern, more sort of modern looking ship lap. And then we wanted that to sort of contrast with the roof. And we have these old, sort of, uh, corrugated metal, like a tin roof metal that has rust and a bunch of blemishes. It literally came off of an old tin roof. And so we wanted that contrast. Well, you know, working with that metal is not necessarily easy and it had to all be cut into place and so forth. So we were at the hardware store, my little brother and I, and we were getting some other stuff when we were talking about, we were getting ready to do this and we we're getting some screws to screw it in and so forth. And that's exactly what I did. I stopped and I said, okay, is there anything that we can do to make this easy? So we started looking around. We found some tin snips. And then he thought, well, maybe we can get a saw blade. And so he asked the the guy at the hardware store. And he's like, yeah, over here. And he shows the saw blades. And so we got the saw blade. Looking back on it now, like if we hadn't got that saw blade, (laughs) that would have been a real pain in the ass. And uh, like it was just something sort of off the cuff. Me just taking. We hadn't. You know, really thought it all through. It was just me taking a moment to say, "Is there anything we can do to make this easy?" We got the saw blade, and then because we ended up having to cut just about every single piece, whether because of blemishes that were too bad, or just to fit it into place, or whatever. So, you know, it just it saved us a ton of time. So, my point is this: Yes, as I said yesterday, you're smart, right? If you're if you're even getting into thinking about doing web development, you probably think of yourself as someone who's who's fairly intelligent. Most people don't even get into this if they don't. So yes, you probably are smart and yes you can and you will figure out whatever it is whether it's your life or you know web development, freelancing, whatever it is. You you'll do that. But not everything has to be hard, right? Apply your intelligence to to do some pre-planning and ask yourself how can I make this easy? And then do the things that are easy when they are easy instead of waiting till later when they're now going to be hard going back to that michael hyatt project doing the responsiveness stuff on that site was not all that hard there wasn't a ton to do doing it when a very famous blogger and his entire team are all staring at you virtually of course but when they're all sitting there literally waiting that added a ton of pressure to it so Again, that's something that I made hard that I didn't have to. So, again, do things, easy things when they're easy. And, you know, I don't make a lot of promises, but because I know how life goes, but I can promise you this if you do that with your projects or whatever you're doing in your life, your life will get easier and a lot less stressful. So, just think about that and hopefully take that to heart. Now, of course, speaking of making things easier, The same goes for learning web development and freelancing or whatever you're doing. You don't have to make it hard by going it alone. There's plenty of help out there to teach you what you need to know to make a damn good living doing this. And yes, I I do think my training curriculum is one of the better ways to do that because, specifically because, I work hard to go beyond the surface of what to do. Whether it's learning a language or setting up an Upwork profile or just freelancing in general, I really try to go beyond the surface of just click here, do this, do that, and actually teach you the why so that you're empowered, so that you don't have to, have to constantly come back to learn this or that new thing. The more you learn why, whether it's web development language or it's freelancing and how clients think and this, that, and the other, the more you learn that over time, you become more and more empowered to sort of be able to figure these things out uh, on your own and it's not near as difficult or near as stressful. So, again, that's why I think it's one of the better ways to learn all of this stuff. That and you can get access to it for nothing over on Skillshare. The details on that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. But whether it's my curriculum or it's someone else's, when it comes to learning these things, you don't have to go it alone. You don't have to make it harder than it has to be. Find a good teacher and dig in and make it happen. Uh, and I think you'll get there a lot faster than you would otherwise. In any case, take all that for what it's worth. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next time.